Well, good morning. Good morning. How many are glad it has not snowed? See, all the... I like snow. Sometimes I don't like shoveling it, but I do like it. But uh, so good to, to uh, have you with us today. Um, it looks like this section of the building forgot to set their clocks. You guys are all on the good list. So you're all good. So yay. But PK, she said she's all right. And my dad's back there and Elijah's back there. You guys make sure the angels stay awake on this side, will you? Make sure. So, so good to have you with us today. Um, uh, you know, what uh, the topic of what we're talking about today is, I mean, you know, when I, was, when I was a kid growing up, you know, my parents found the Lord and then uh, I had to go to church. Now, I, there wasn't an option. I had to go to church, so which is which is all good. But you know, we've all sometimes I think spent time in church, and we are at church, but not part of the church. And so you know, growing up, but I I got to even when I I didn't think I was listening, I was listening. I mean, there's still stuff kind of gets in, you know. So if it works in the good, just a, a side note here, it works in the bad too, folks. So. You gotta, you gotta guard your heart, guard your mind, and all that. But anyway, you know. So I, I found out about God. I really didn't experience God until uh, as a personal savior until I uh, was older. But then I, you know, then we went to a church that was a more um, um, non-denominational type church. But it was, I mean, just we would see more moves of the spirit and. Things would happen, and and you know, and it was exciting. I remember just being an usher one time for the first time, and and catching somebody that went out in the spirit. I thought, what's you know, what's a guy doing? Is he tasing them? Of course, we didn't really have tasers back then, you know. But I mean, like, what? Why are they falling? And and I remember asking, you know, questions like, what, you know? And so I, I said all that to say, you know, sometimes I would, you know, go home and I would wonder, how do I take what I heard or learned? or thought I did Sunday, and bring it home? How do I make it work for me? It, it, sometimes it's really easy when we're in service to go like, I got it. Okay, yeah, I got it. All right, yeah, this is going to be great. And then when we get outside, we're kind of like, okay, how was that again? So my, my whole heart has been, I want to put things where you know we can see results. I don't want to do something that I'm just doing something and I, I never see any results. And we've all been there. I think we've all prayed and thought, why hasn't this not happened? Why I'm still praying. It's been years. And this is I'm still waiting on this. Or whatever we're doing, whatever, you know. So I, I'm a I like results. And so when I was asking the Lord what to do, this is basically what he's telling me. Show them prayer that works. Now I, I'm going to give you four things this morning that I think will help you revolutionize or change your prayer life so that you see results. Now, there, I probably could give you 15. You could probably give me 15. I just kind of put them into four because I thought we can sit through four. You don't like being in a speaker and he goes, I'm going to give you 50 things, number one. And you're thinking, okay, Jesus will be back before we're done. So I don't want to do that. So I want to talk about prayer that works um, and the kind that when we pray, we know it changes things. Things are, are put in motion. One of my favorite stories in the Bible 
is, and we all have heard and know the story of Lazarus, you know, dead four days and Jesus comes and, and he goes to the tomb. And if you read the account, you know, he says these, these words, and this is what I like. He says, Father, you hear me. You always hear me. I want a prayer like that. I want a prayer that when I am praying, I know that my Father hears me. He always hears me. And if we could go from that mindset, that viewpoint, you would be amazed at what would happen in the things that you're praying about. So we're going to talk about that this morning. The world has uh, a different viewpoint. Uh, and they, you know, a lot of things that just happen, they, they're put in a song. I could go through a lot of songs today, but I'm not. Uh, you know, I'll give you a couple. You know, you could be bad, bad to the bone. I'm bad, I'm bad to the bone. Uh, you find out things that you're not supposed to do. Um, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You, you don't spit in the wind. You don't pull the mask on the old Lone Ranger. In my version, you don't mess around with Kim. <laughs> but what if this morning, what if I could give you a source that was better than anything? A source that if we knew that we were heard and that the answer was, in fact, beginning to be in motion, would it change the way that we stood? A source that never fails. Would the results be different if we knew that what we were trusting in was infallible? In other words, there's no fault in it. Perfect. The source that has proven the test of time, that defies the natural mind and will do the supernatural. A source like that, a source that doesn't bow down to economic conditions, isn't worried about famine, a source that could care less about COVID-19, but it cares because it happens with you, so he cares. Let me share with you at least this morning quickly four, we could call them tips, I don't know, points, thoughts, but it'll help get you results. That's kind of my deal they're going to be visible in the natural because you believed them before you could see them in the supernatural. And I'm talking about praying. Praying is just simply talking to God. James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person is great power and produces wonderful results. That version, the New Living Translation, says earnest. And I thought, man, that's interesting. Because other versions, I mean, they're meaning the same thing, but... They'll, they'll, they'll say it in a different way. But I looked up Webster's Dictionary, the definition of earnest. And earnest is, says this. It's defined, characterized by or proceeding from an intense and serious state of mind. Grave, important. Serious and intent mental state. In other words, this isn't just a prayer that we grew up that we could recite. And I'm not saying the prayers aren't powerful. Some of us can recite the Lord's Prayer and, and to this, it's just, you know, nah, 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 nah. it's almost nothing, except it is the great, I mean, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. So there is power in that prayer, but because we're not putting our belief system with that, and we are just reciting it, come on, we can look at stuff, and it can be just words on a page, but yet believing what you're saying is a whole different deal. So instead of just, you know, now I lay me down to sleep, da-da-da, you know, but what about if we could just get behind God, how, how could I make these prayers be effective and and bring in results and so that's what we're talking about this morning and i know it seems like i'm going to this side but it is 
more on this side. She's heard it once, but I'll keep shouting out to my father back in the corner back over there. You know, we live in a time right now that uh, we need earnest prayer. This isn't the kind of earnest that goes to camp, but we need earnest. We need mind-made-up prayer, intense, serious prayer. We need prayer that's just like, I know that, God, when I pray, you hear me, you always hear me. And so in the world, we have things that say, you know, results may vary. Do, how many commercials do we hear where the guy says, you should take this, and they say that, and then somebody's coming up that's going to talk 17 million miles an hour. When you're taking this, you may have to consult your doctor because it may cause death. And they give all these other, you know, and you know, it's just usually medical or whatever, or results may vary, or somebody will, you know, ah, da, da, this worked for me. And results may vary because some people may not do exactly what that person did. And so there's disclaimers. But what if we could grab onto the source that never changes? Come on. That is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he doesn't move. He's not moved by economic conditions. He doesn't, he's not moved by anything. You know what moves God? Faith moves God. But he stays in the constant place of right. He's never wrong. If we would grab our prayers to that. Most of us, we just we tell God what we want, and then we wait for the answer. And sometimes I think we look at it as just a little, almost like a Santa Claus list. And I, I don't mean that in a bad way, because I think we, you know, he gives you wants and desires. But I, I don't think we should view God as just like a machine that we go and say that and da-da-da-da-da. But God wants to have this relationship so that we would have earnest our minds are, we want to start thinking like he does. We want to start seeing the results that he wants. So it, it is, it seems simple, but it's really a preparation of our heart. And if we're not careful, that stuff gets left by the wayside. Again, being earnest means we're believing what we're asking. So many times, sometimes we pray things just because others tell us to pray things. And it may be a very good thing, but if you're not believing, you know, you could say somebody, you could tell your, you know, your kid, hey, you better straighten up your act. And the kid may be like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Or have you ever had your kids apologize to one another? And it's really heartfelt, not. Sorry. Sorry, you're such a moron. You know, or whatever. They just, you know, and so it's not really, it's almost like not received. What? If we could get a hold of say, God, show me where I could have a prayer that changes things and gets results. Because God's desire is that his kids would know and utilize the kind of prayer that changes everything and gets results. So I want to give you four, four tips today. And those that are watching online, we want to say good morning. Welcome to you and God bless you. Um, you know, if you've noticed on, on Facebook, our ad campaigns are running and we're praying for a lot of people during the week and we're believing. But again, we're talking about prayer. So we're praying earnestly. We're praying with uh, believing God hears every prayer that we say. So our first thought this morning, I want prayer that works, don't you? I mean, I want to know. I don't want to be just going around this, you know, Fred Flintstone running by the same window with Dino chasing me all day long. Give me some results. So here's our first one. Be all in. You need to be all in. Pray with the kind of faith that excites God. Look at Matthew 15, 25 through 28. She came and worshiped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, isn't it isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, that's true, Lord, but even dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. 
And he says, dear woman, Jesus said to her, your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. What she said, she said something that, you know, he was like, oh my. She's past just, she is showing her heart. Jesus is amazing because he pulls things out of people that, that he just finds out where you're at. How many times in the Bible does he say, your faith has made you whole? He is asking, what do you want me to do for you? And it seems pretty obvious, but what he's asking, it's not because he doesn't know. It's because he wants you to realize where you're at. He wants you to go, you know what, I need more of this, or I need what you have. I need to see your belief system behind what you're asking. What are you standing on that makes you believe that this will happen? It's faith that says, I'm not taking no for an answer. It's the kind of faith that says, God, your faithfulness is good. It endures forever. It is, it is God that is good. Mark 10, 46 through 52 says, They reached Jericho, and as Jesus and his disciples left town, a large crowd followed him. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, many of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you, Jesus asked. My rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus said to him, go, for your faith has healed you. Instantly the man could see, and he followed Jesus down the road. Now, Bartimaeus is doing something here that excites God. God is finding out exactly where his heart is. He does a lot of things. Just like that woman that said, I'm not taking no for an answer. Remember the woman with the issue of blood. If I can touch him, if I can just get a hold of his robe. Bartimaeus does some things here where he starts, he, he can't see Jesus because he's blind, but he's heard. How many knows the gospel that says when the good news is preached, it, it is beautiful. And so, you know, he's heard about Jesus and he knows this is it. Something inside says, this is it. He's coming by you. This is it. And so he starts shouting out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. And so much that it is annoying other people around. Be quiet, they tell him. And he shouts all the more, Jesus, son of David. And Jesus hears him and he stops. Let me ask you, are you that all in? No matter what the crowd is saying beside you, around you, that you're going to still proclaim what you're needing, what you're believing for? There's so many things we could talk about because Bartimaeus throws off his coat. His coat is a beggar's coat, so it is an identity. As soon as you see that coat, you know this man's a beggar. Here's something that's, that's what he wore. He's on the streets. He lives by just either the guilt or generosity of people. We see it today. We just don't see it like that. We'll work for food. Please help. Need money. May God bless. There's a lot of things that play on your emotions when you see that. Are they real? Is this true? Is this? And, and so we go through all of these things. Jesus identifies this. Bartimaeus comes to him and, says, and he says, my rabbi. So you know what he's saying to him? I believe in you. This is what Bartimaeus, and everybody is hearing this. And Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? And we, we would think, well, 
he's blind. I'll take an E for 200, thank you. You know, or whatever. I mean, come on. But Jesus, is he knows he's blind. Bartimaeus, what do you want? I'm guilty of this. I don't know if you are, but have you ever been where it feel like you've gotten God's attention and then at that moment you messed it up? It's almost like Ralphie sitting on Santa's lap, isn't it? What do you want, little boy? Uh, a football. Yeah, yeah, a football. And then as he's pushed down the slide, no, no, I want a Red Rider 200 model shot action dream. You know, you'll shoot your eye out, kid. And we almost feel like Ralphie, we can relate. Sometimes we get in the presence of God and we're like, I, I can't even say it. Oh, it's, it's, now it seems so stupid. But you got to be all in. You got to believe that God has got this and that he is working in your life. I want prayer that changes everything. All Bartimaeus knew at that point was darkness, helplessness, hungry, poverty. And in one second, his life changed. In one second, now he could see and everything changed. And, and so sometimes I feel like we're kind of, we've let life blind us. And sometimes we can't see the forest through the trees. And so then doubt starts to fill our minds. I, you know, I've been, I've been praying. I've been believing this for a long time. Or I don't know. I'm tired. But I, I'm here to, I want to give you that shot in your faith again. Something that will grab God's attention. Just like Bartimaeus did. Have you ever believed for the impossible? I do. I believe in people are like, what? I believe in this and that, or I'm going to do this, or God's going to do these, and we'll live like this, or we'll live in this type of whatever. And, and there are people that are, I, I believe, if, you know, I've seen it happen. Okay, all right. Or whatever. But that'll be my belief. That'll be like, you know what? I'm not going to stray from what I feel the Lord put in my heart. That's what I believe. So it's, it's, it's the same principle as sometimes the people are like, no, no, that's never going to happen. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. That's not going to be that way. Jesus, son of David. And you watch what God does when someone that is all in cries out to him and believes for the outrageous. Sometimes we're just believing, Father, just give me groceries. I just need groceries. I need to feed, you know. I mean, there's been time. I tell you what, Kim and I, one time came back from vacation. It was a very limited vacation. You ever have those? You go on vacation, but you really can't buy anything because you ain't got no money. But you're just, the only thing you're doing is you're out of Dodge, you know? You're out of town and you're away. And we, we took a wrong turn coming back. And man, you talk about people praying in tongues. And we're both in the car, help me Jesus, because we had no money. And we stopped at a gas station and dug in the seats for change. Remember that? A dollar and 36 cents we got out of the car from the ashtray and the seats and whatever. I put a dollar. You go up and tell the tenant, how much? I just, I like a dollar 36. We're trying to save. 
$1.36. And that was around somehow, I want to say it was a Toledo area or something. But it was, we were like, you know, when you're watching the gas gauge more and you're watching the speedometer, and you're, you're praying in an unknown tongue. <laughs> we rolled in. I don't know how God got us to Marion. But we were believing, Father, fill up the tank. Father, put Holy Spirit gas. I don't care, God. I mean, just help us get home. We rolled in in front of our uh, half a double out of gas. Rolled in and stopped in front of the house out of gas. <laughs> and we were, we were like, hallelujah, Jesus, son of David. You know, to somebody who's like, you are nuts. What else is new? Outrageous faith. I mean, and we, we were in a spot where we, we just missed, I, I made a wrong turn. And you know, if you're a dude and you make a wrong turn, nobody likes to get directions. Because we can figure it out. So, just saying, God, show me and help me. Here's our second thought. But keys to prayer. Thoughts and points that will help it work. Be all in. Thought number two. Keep moving forward. Pray back by faith is in constant motion. Colossians 1.23. You must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. So if we want prayer that changes things, gets results, then we have to keep... Faith is always moving so many times. I mean, there are times when God says, be still and know that I am God. But faith without works is dead. Your faith has to be working. Your faith is what puts things to work by you, you applying your faith. You, you make principles and things happen because faith is moving. So knowing that, uh, faith uh, that is moving forward, what does that mean? So if something isn't in constant motion, maybe you're saying, you know what, I, I don't even believe for anything anymore. I'm numb. Uh, and you just kind of stay put. If it isn't in constant motion or doesn't move from time to time anyway, it becomes stagnant, complacent. And stagnant water, let's just say that, gets putrid. It used to be good for you. Now it's bad for you. It harbors bacteria and all of those things. So you need to keep it moving. When God is talked to by backed faith, by backed prayer, this believing, it is in constant motion. You'll start seeing his hand move. That's what moves God is faith moves the hand of God. I want you to understand, in him we move, we live, and have our being. So the more we have of God in us, the more we're going to be doing what God wants us to do. We're going to start thinking the way God wants us to think. We'll start believing the way God wants us to believe. And then the results come out, and they just start happening. God is a forward-moving God. He wants you to be the same. So if it's become dormant, it's time to put it in motion. It's time to put some action behind it. So how do you do that? I'm going to give you three quick things with that. It's going to be basically feed regularly on God's word, fight the good fight of faith, and apply faith in every situation. So I'm going to make it easy. So number one, make the word part of who you are and what you do. Word is number one. What does God's word say? We're talking about voting. Vote the way the word says. Boom. So I'm going to do what the word says. Word is number one. So I, I align everything up with the word. Stay strong. Pray often. So the Bible says to pray without ceasing. I have a lot of people will be like, I can't pray without ceasing. You can, because if you do a study on that, that's not meaning that you can never be normal and have normal conversation. It just means God is part of everything, pretty much, of what you do. Do you talk to God when you're in the car? I do. People probably think, I mean, do you sing to your radio? I do. Um, do, you, do you talk to God when you're in the store? 
I do. Do you talk so everybody sees you talking? Sometimes. Just depends. I mean, but yeah, I mean, there's sometimes we'll walk into a store and we'll just be like, Father, I just thank you, Lord. We have favor on, on our life. I thank you that you'll lead me. And if this is where I'm supposed to find this item I'm looking for, we'll find it. And I, I told a story in the first service that PK was wanting another Christmas tree. And we wanted one that we could put like uh, retro Christmas stuff on, like all the kids' ornaments and tinsel. I like tinsel. Not just for decoration. <laughs> so, you know, and she likes tinsel, but she likes a kind of a formal looking tree as well. So she wanted a tree like that. I wanted a tree like that. So we just believed God for it. And then um, the next thing you know, we have a tree like that. And we just found a tree. I actually found it at Goodwill because Mallory gave us the lead to it. Said, hey, there's a tree. Mom said I want, she wanted nine foot. I think it's nine foot, but it looks like a nice one. Go check it out. So I went over there to check it out. As soon as I saw the tree, PK's already standing by. She's got the tag in her hand. So, you know, I just met her there, and, uh, and I, so I looked at it, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Okay, we paid 30 bucks for it, all right? So you might be thinking, 30 bucks? Whoa, it came with this deluxe bag. So I told PK, anybody has a deluxe tree bag, this is an expensive tree. And so we took it home, we looked it up. The tree on sale was like 800 bucks. I'm like, we just got it for 30 bucks, that's awesome. But... What am I telling you? I'm just saying we put it to prayer. It wasn't like, oh, Father, Father, oh, God of trees in the forest. I mean, we, you know, it was just like, Father, we're believing you for another tree um, so that we could put some stuff on it. We just love you and we thank you because God is a God that loves you. And so that's what we did. And that's what we have. It's in my uh, it's in our library right now. I haven't put it up yet, but it's going to be going up shortly because we're not only all in. But he's just an amazing God. He's just the God of uh, keep moving forward. He's just like, I'm going to take you. And the thing with God, when we move forward, now think about this. Remember the tale of the talents? They get one guy, he gave, you know, five talents, and he made it ten. And the other guy, you know, and the one guy had the one. And he, oh, you're a hard taskmaster. So he buried it. And so when the guy came back, he said, here it is. Here's the one talent you gave me. Because, I, you know, that's kind of. And he took that talent from that guy, and he gave it to the guy with ten. So sometimes we get in our mind that it, it's just going to be, you know, oh, we'll get to a certain plateau. And there are times that you can rest. I get it. But for the most part, it's just to catch your breath because he's going to move you. He's going to move you to glory to glory. And so what happens is when we go in faith, we just get more responsibility. Folks, this whole church started in our living room with 17 people. I mean, and, and six of them being my wife and myself and four kids. So, I mean, that's how it started. And it just, you know, and, and now look what's happened. I mean, now, you know, we're in this building and, and now we have all this other responsibility, which is totally cool. But that's God just saying, I'm going to take you from here and move you forward. So he's a forward moving God. Here's, here's thought number three. Switch it up. Because if you're like most people, sometimes we do the same thing over and over again. And there's nothing wrong with a routine because a good routine is good. But if, you're, if it's a little stale, you know, let me just say this, like as a, as a weightlifter. If I'm doing something and I'm feeling like I'm just not feeling, you know, I've been doing this, I'm not getting sore anymore up here, I need, I, I need something different, then I'll change the exercise and it'll, it'll hit my muscle different. Same muscle, but it'll hit it different. 
And so then I'll feel like, wow, it's a little sore. It's a little, so I know I did something different and it's working. So I'll do that for a little while. Then I'll switch it up again. I'm asking you if your prayer life is boring, switch it up. And it's okay to admit that. Sometimes it just gets boring. I get up early every day and this is where I go and this is what I do. Sometimes I switch it up a little bit. We just went on vacation. When you go on vacation, does your prayer life go on vacation? I hope not. But we were all in a cabin in Michigan. And so sometimes it was harder to find enough time or quiet time because there's a bunch of people in the same place. And that's totally cool because we're on vacation. So you just adapt. Come on. You just make it work. So I got up in the morning. I still got up early. I still read my Bible and did all that. And then I just made a way that later in the, in the day, when the, if you know, I could walk, we had what I called a track. I just walked this track. And I walked it by myself. So PK like, where'd you go? I was walking the track. Why? Listen to me. You need to hear what I'm saying. Because I'm addicted. I'm addicted to Jesus. So I had to find a way that I can walk and do something so I can talk because when I, when I talk to him, he hears me. Come on, he always hears me. So I, I have to have that connection because it's part of my lifeline. It didn't always used to be that way, but it has to be that way now. And so that's why I have to do that. I'll feel him calling me away. I'll, there's been times that he has called me away, and I'm like, that's not the time I want to go. One time, I, this is true, that woman there can cook. She wants to cook. She can cook. And she made me homemade chicken and noodles over mashed potatoes. Carb heaven. They're going to serve it sometime up there, I'm sure. But I, I mean, I'm like, oh, I, all day long I'm looking forward to that because she'd been cooking the chicken and doing the Amish noodles, you know, the thick ones, not the ones that go, I wish I was a noodle, but the other ones. And it was just I so, oh, so awesome. And I remember sitting at the dining room table. My boys were all excited. Ooh, we're having chicken and noodles. Oh, it's going to be awesome. And she set that plate down, and I had to get up and leave. I got called to do something the Lord wanted me to do. And I just looked at her, and I was like, oh, as much as I wanted to eat that, I had to leave. But I knew I'd probably get to eat it later. But, man, it was like, oh. What I'm trying to tell you is, Sometimes you've got to switch it up. You've got to change some things. If, you know, if you're a morning person and you pray, I would consider con continue doing that. Maybe pray in a different place than what you've been praying. You know, just for a little while. And, and change that place or, or make it something different. Do something different to, to make it a little more exciting. Maybe you need to go for a drive. I'm going to drive for a half an hour and pray you know, while I'm driving. If that's what happens and that works, do that. If it's, I'm going to go walk the mall because the weather's not good. Well, we're going to go walk the mall. There's people out there that walk the mall. I mean, whatever makes that happen for you, switch it up. Why? Because it's important to you. It's, it's, it is literally lifeline to talk to him. Because as much, instead, we talk to God like it's a monologue. But really, God wants it to be a dialogue. So we talk to God kind of like, okay, God, here's my list. Check it twice. I've been good. I'll be back in a little bit. Find out how much of that you got done. And we kind of go away like that. But God is saying, it's not like he doesn't want to do the things that you need on your list. Because he doesn't withhold good things from anybody. 
but how do we tap into that? And how, does, how do you and I make that relationship valuable? Do, do you see Bartimaeus? Do you see the woman? That there is no other answer than Jesus. I mean, I love walking with her. But if I don't continue to get this right, this is never going to work. I mean, I'd, I'd love to say we're good without him. Dear God, I need him because I'm not good without, you know, I need, you know. She's over there, preach it. <laughs> so, switch it up. Genesis 3, 8 talks about, in the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and the wife heard the Lord God walking around in the garden. I just, you know, when I'm walking, when I was walking that track, I'm listening. I'm just, I'm talking and I'm listening and I'm acknowledging his incredible work, you know, making the forest. And when you start appreciating and not taking for granted, it'll change when you pray. I mean, I look forward sometimes. I mean, I'd already planned when, before we went on vacation my sister's an early riser. I knew she'd be up. I'll be up. I'll read my, my Bible, and I'll visit with my sister and because she was on vacation with us in the cabin, and then later in the day, I'll walk the track. And that's what I did. And so it changed up my routine, but it was exciting because I got to walk the track. So at a couple times, I'm like, oh, man, don't rain right now, and I'd speak to the rain because I wanted to walk the track. There's different types of prayer unlock different types of power, and I won't go into all of it, but like corporate prayer, when we're praying together, the prayer of agreement, there's power in that. And if two uh, agree touching any one thing, I mean, there's power in agreement. There's a prayer of intercession where you all know what that's like, where somebody maybe can't do what they need to do or they're, they're out of it, and you are interceding, you are bridging the gap, you are standing in the hard place, you are standing because your faith is believing, and you are standing there saying yes and holding off what you know things that the enemy is trying to do come on god needs people like you they're warrior people that'll be like i will intercede i will do that did you know that this country has been built on biblical uh, foundation where people not only went into battle physically but there were many people that went in spiritually Here's our fourth thought this morning. You got to change your viewpoint. And this is, I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you where I've been at. So I'm not casting any stones. I'm just speaking from my experience. I hate to change my viewpoint to God's viewpoint. Instead of God, let me show you what I think. What I would rather do is God, you show me and that's the way I'll think. I have to change it so it's already done. I pray on the winning side. Did you know Jesus never loses? God's viewpoint is now my viewpoint. I don't search the Bible to find scripture just to match my point of view. I line up my viewpoint with what the Bible says. Sometimes there's people that are just bent on, oh, this is in here, and they'll take it and take a scripture out of context, and they'll, but we need to just grab the whole word and say, okay, you know, God, I'm gonna base my belief system on that. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, thank God he's made us 
his captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now he uses us to spread the knowledge uh, of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. You see, if we go to God and we are already going with, and I said last week, a phrase I'm not real crazy about, and, and it's true, but the way that it's used, God is sovereign. He is sovereign. But if we're not careful, we'll, go, we'll be like, well, maybe he will, maybe he won't. You never know what God will do. Well, he wrote out what he'll do. It's right in there. And so if we will take the time to know what he said, then we can stand in agreement with what he said. The reason sometimes we don't get results is because we're lazy. We don't take time to listen to what God has already said about the, the issue. We just will believe hearsay or we'll believe media or we'll believe, but what does God say? And so if we would know what God says, then we can stand firm when people are saying, no, you need to be quiet. No, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. You know, what I loved is when you know, we, we grew our, our children, we raised them to the best of our ability. If we go back, would we change stuff? Sure we would. Would we do it different? Probably not a whole lot different, but we'd change some things. We did it to the best of our ability. But what, but what I do appreciate is things that I believe that we did right because we proclaimed Jesus Christ what he did. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he healed back then, he'll heal today. And my kids would wake me up at night and say, Daddy, would you pray for me? And, and I would say, yes, and God would. Now listen to what I'm saying. He hears me. He always hears me. Would heal them within the hour or sometimes instantly right there. Why? Because believing prayer, one that is there that says God on Christ is who I stand. That's it. It's done. There is no debate. And so we just put our faith in Jesus Christ. It is him. And I changed my viewpoint. If, if I could say, oh, if the word says that, I made a guy so mad at Honda. He was, he was livid because I believe, he's like, do you, do you believe in dinosaurs? I said, well, I believe they existed. He said, well, how'd they get here? And I said, well, you know. And I began to tell him some things and said, well, there was stuff on the ark. We don't know all the animals that went on the ark. There's, you know, there's big, you know, I don't, but if, if they're here and God put them here, I'm good with that. It would just irritate him that I could believe something that science couldn't prove right out or whatever. And he, he would just try to get me, get in debates and get all kinds of things. And, and I had to say, God, how do you want me to handle this? And I basically, listen, I had to change my viewpoint. My viewpoint always had to be with God. And I always had to understand and just be like water off a duck's back and not get riled. I'll just say his name was Terry. And he, he would just, and that was his name. I won't tell you his last name. But he just, and that's how we, he believed that. He well, oh, but I don't believe this, I believe that. And I said, okay, well, how's that work then? But you can't explain to me how it works. I said, I can explain to you how it works up to this point. But he would just, oh, just aggravate him. I, I had him a couple times, almost, I mean, to the point where the Lord was convicting him so bad, we're working on an assembly line, and he's got tears in his eyes, and he's crying, and he's, you know, and I'm trying to lead him in the sinner's prayer. Change your viewpoint. Prayers are answered when we believe 
we'll have what we ask. We, we talk about Mark eleven twenty four, and we can finish this whole thing up. I'll tell you, you can pray for anything. If you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. James 1, 6 and 7, when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. So we have to pray on the winning side. I have to believe God for what he's telling me. If he's put something in your heart, I would say, God, I'm believing for that. And he said, no, you're not. And I'd say, yes, I am. He'd say, no, you didn't even make a spot for it. If you're believing that's going to happen, where are you going to put it? You're right. So I started believing God for the things that he wanted me to believe. I would believe for healing. I would tell people to be, you know, God wants you to be healed. His word says that. How do you see yourself? I don't see myself getting out of this. Then why are you expecting God to... It's in your belief system. Jesus was pulling things out of people. What do you believe? Where is your faith? I told you in the beginning of this message, I, you know, my parents went to church, so I went to church. But I, I could not be saved just because my parents went to church. I mean, I was exposed to church and the things of God in church. And I'm very thankful for that because it wasn't an option. It opened me to hear things that I was like, hmm. Because sometimes when I'm, again, like I said in the beginning, when I didn't think I was listening, something inside was listening. Because in this life, you will have tribulation. And there's everybody in this room has probably had times where you're like, oh my God, I need your help. Where are you? We need that prayer that changes everything, that works. And people ask me, well, how do you know it works? The very reason... Now think about what I'm about to say. If you have to ask me if it works, you don't believe it works. If you don't believe he heard you, then your faith needs a punch, a lift, a kick. But if I believe God is on the job, he hears me. He always hears me. And he reminded me of that today, some things I'm praying for. And he's just so gentle. He, he, you know, he said, do you believe that? And I said, yes. And he said, then it's done. Where are you at this morning? There's only four things. I mean, we could come up with a lot, but just saying, God, I believe you. And I think because we're human, it's easy to get bored sometimes. Then just switch it up a little bit. Maybe pray a little bit different when you go to bed or do something different that will just add a little bit of pizzazz. You know, I've been married to her for 35 years, and in 35 years, I don't get bored of her. She, I hope she doesn't get bored of me. It's usually, I'm, I'm, I'm the kite, she's the string, you know what I mean? She's trying to, Brett, you can't say that too late, I already did. But still in 35 years, you know, I, I still like to leave her a note. I still like to tell her, you know, how beautiful she is to me whatever now i'm not trying to get sappy or weird and i'm not trying to make her feel uncomfortable but what what i'm trying to tell you is when something is important to you words are fine but aren't actions faith without works is that people there's a lot of people out there can talk a good fight but can you if you had to put something behind your prayers believe that they'll happen and if you haven't seen it yet don't worry about it know that you will 
God, I just thank you for the timing of that. I thank you, Father, that it's done in Jesus' name. And if in, if in that prayer, because in him we live, we move and have our being. If in that prayer, maybe you've gotten off a little bit and he's like, I need you to just, then just adjust it. He'll tell you because prayer's a dialogue. If you get a prayer outline, there's one, there should be out by the uh, guest kiosk out there. There's the Lord's Prayer. It's a, and, and I actually, I dialogue. I show you how you can pray for almost everything that you're believing for, family, government, whatever. And put it out there and you're going to pray those things and you'll be amazed at what you'll feel and what you'll hear the spirit of the lord say to you it's crazy in a good way would you stand to your feet please